ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to Scraps of Inspiration, your little weekly podcast to keep a little light in this world that may be dark at some times. I'm your host, Brett Hund. I forgot to say that last week, but that's my name. And with me, I have a really special guest. He's been my friend for quite a while now. Uh, he's been a youth pastor for almost a year now and truly an inspiration to me. I have my friend Will with me. What's going on, guys? <laughs> How are you doing today, Will? Oh, dude, I'm doing good. Work sucked, but hey, we're living after that, right? <laughs> yeah, it definitely happens <laughs> like that sometime. Right? Absolutely. What have you been up to lately? Uh, so not a whole lot, man. Uh, I know we haven't caught up in a little bit, but I'm currently just working, uh, and I'm also going to school. I go to school at the local university here in town. I'm studying civil engineering, and then uh, on my kind of third job, if uh, kind of would be youth pastor. I'm, I uh, mentor little kid, uh, teenagers middle schoolers, all sorts of kids like that in our town here. Absolutely. That's fantastic. And we're going to get back to that in a second. So we're going to start this off with a little icebreaker, a little bit of a game that um, I like to call philosopher or tumbler. Okay. <laughs> so philosophers, the many great minds of the history, all saying really prophetic things, big quotes that people live by nowadays, that people get even tattooed on their body. Oh, yeah. But did you know that there's a side of the internet called Tumblr? Oh, I'm very well aware. That thinks that they're fantastic and all-knowing, but really they're not. But sometimes they get the little inspiration to do and say amazing things. As the internet does. Yes. All right. So, like, just uh, to give you a base for making your judgment on either or. I'm going to give you a quote from each one, okay? Okay. So, ready. <laughs> um, the one for Tumblr is going to be, decay exists in extant form of life. <laughs> yeah, that's Tumblr. Yep, that's Tumblr. That's Tumblr. For philosophy, we're going to go with, our greatest is not never falling, but rising every time we fall. Okay. All right. Yeah. Now it's time for the game. We are going to give you a quote. And you're going to have to guess if it's Philosopher or Tumblr. I'm probably still going to get it wrong. All right, ready for this? Yeah, let's go. God may judge you, but his sins outnumber your own. That's Tumblr. You got it right okay, off the yeah. bat, right off the bat. That is 100% Tumblr. All right. All knowledge is based on that which we cannot prove. Will you fight or will you perish like a dog? That's Philosopher. Nope, that's a Tumblr right what? there. That is a Tumblr, uh, a Tumblr who edited a Mickey Mouse comic. I don't doubt it. Yep. Too, people have too much time. People <laughs> on the internet have too much time. <laughs> yes, they do. Um, let's see. In a rich man's house, there is nowhere to spit but his face. That's a philosopher. That's a philosopher. That's, that's, that's Diognes. He yeah. uh, lived in a barrel for most of his life. Yep. All right, next one. Violence for violence is the rule of the beast. I'm going to say that's a philosopher, too. That is Tumblr. It was somebody posting about Obama talking in their dreams. <laughs> there are so many things about people dreaming about Obama and him saying... People need to delete Tumblr. Let me just say... Let's just we, delete it right off the bat. If, we're, if we want, like... The world to be fixed, we need to delete Tumblr and Reddit. <laughs> Step one, delete Tumblr. <laughs> Step two, like we want to check out all the Reddit. But they want TikTok banned so badly, and I'm like, let me explain you something. TikTok is not where the demons lie. <laughs> the demons lie on Reddit. It's a deeper part of and the internet. Tumblr, you gotta, oh, you gotta find the real source of the issue. <laughs> yes, you do. All right, it takes more than a good-looking body. You've got to have the heart and soul to go with it. That's. A philosopher. Yes, it is. Yeah. 
Epicetitis. Oh, Jesus. I'm not even going to try and do that. All right. Last one. Are you ready for this? Let's go. No one will know the violence it took to become this gentle. That's Tumblr. That's Tumblr. That's Tumblr. That's someone stupid <laughs> and saying that. Like, it's, you know what? It's, there was somebody trying to be so deep. That was somebody like on their emo day just trying to be really deep and that didn't work out for them. That, that's exactly what that is right there. I'm going to get that tattooed right on my forearm. You know, and someone out there does have that tattooed. Like that's on someone's chest. Instead of like, I heart mommy, it just says that. And it's like... <laughs> Like imagine them in like you're just like you're on the beach and you take off your shirt and someone just reads that across your chest and it's like yeah no oh my lord it's so much fun to read these thank you ladies and gentlemen that has been philosopher or tumblr and please delete tumblr <laughs> please delete tumblr if this ever reaches anywhere high up delete tumblr <laughs> I'm li I'm talking to you the the shadow government let's go all right. So, now that we got through that amazing icebreaker, <laughs> we're going to um, move on to something a little bit more related to you. So, you're a youth pastor uh, at a church here in town. Uh, tell us about that and tell us like what you do. Okay. So, my essential roles, if you were to break it down into like what the title facilitates, I'm supposed to facilitate a weekly basis and a monthly event where uh, on a weekly basis, I'm supposed to facilitate, organize, and run a set event that helps enthusiasm or not enthusiasm um help encourage and help build strength in young teenagers so like usually they're from the ages of around fifth grade all the way up to 12th grade so a, a senior in high school and just help building up their faith in christ and in their relationship with uh god himself wow that is really cool so this is an inspirational podcast and it's all based around how we keep inspired and how we inspire others. So I was wondering, how do you keep your kids inspired? How do you keep them going even when things get hard? Teenagers. Like, teenagers nowadays, like, I mean, a hundred times you see that teenagers say, like, okay, what you going through, like, no way in the generation that is right now are they going through the same thing you did. But it's like, they really are, but it's like ten times worse. So, mm -hmm. like, the the worst thing that was going on, like, when we were teenagers was, like, everyone complaining about, uh, uh, Obama's wife taking away like the food at line and stuff exactly, like that. Like, that exactly. was the biggest complaint that we had or like something along those lines or, and there was like a few outliers, but like nowadays it's like you have parents that are, you know, struggling how they're raising their kids, fathers that are absent. I mean, I understand fathers have been absent family relationships, but like nowadays I feel like it's skyrocketed even more mm -hmm. and things like that, or even things such as drug abuse. I mean, like, man, I remember growing up being like 16 years old and hearing like, hearing the thought of some one of my friends had weed or one of my friends had alcohol was like so bizarre to me i thought it was like the weirdest thing i was like yeah. how did they obtain that at such a, a young age but like now it's like you got 14 13 12 year olds and they're coming to you saying like i'm hooked on this stuff i can't live without it it's the only thing that brings me joy in my life and so it's like one of the biggest things i have to encourage them and it, this isn't even more a faith-based thing i mean faith is one thing but more or less, what one thing we have to realize is we can't find our happiness. We can't find our, you know, our stuff that motivates us, how we wake up in the morning, how we wake up and start motivating ourselves to go out and do something in the world, do something with our lives and do something during the day. We can't be saying, okay, we're doing this so that way we can have this substance at the end. We're not doing this because uh, we need this at the end of the day. We can't be looking at it and saying that this physical item that we cling into life that's what's motivating us to go throughout our day and that's one of the biggest things i have to fight 
and by showing them what their actual worth is is how i combat that is like man you don't need this substance to keep moving your moving on in life you don't need this thing to keep which is what in today's generation is they're clinging to is this substance or physical entity to keep them moving forward but having them realize that they themselves can push themselves forward Mm -hmm. and they themselves can push have the ability the right and uh the very well means to push themselves forward and to have themselves drive their own life rather than this substance absolutely it's like making them realize like seeing somebody who's like their weight uh, they are worth their weight in gold but it's making them see that worth and it's not the things that are bringing them down or might cause them harm but it's just how to make them see their own worth right right so that'd be that'd be a uh, perfect summary of it and like man take it for what it is take faith but if you don't if you are it's whatever but at the end of the day you still got to realize you know you have a worth in yourself Mm -hmm. and you can't just say well my only worth is if i have this or if i'm gonna get this it, it's can't look you can't look at it that way yeah looking past the physical aspects of our life correct. and looking more into the internal aspects correct that is fantastic wow i am that blows my mind and like especially working with the youth of today it's so important that we raise them up because the youth have such a hard time right now that we need them to look at themselves in a better light rather than what people view them as right and like in today you know you, i deal with it constantly is at 22 years old i'm still getting it but at you know 22 21 you we're barely gri- getting the glimpse of this but i mean at 16 years old 14 years old i mean i didn't know this and i wish somebody would have told it to me but also like man the runoff that they're getting from like society wise society and how they view this new generation like man we have it so curved like the older generation hates them there's us that are in the middle and we're like trying to make everyone happy and it's just like there's this combatants that's happening it's so hard i've definitely been seeing that everywhere everywhere i go every social media app every place i go it's really hard for the youth nowadays but i'm really glad that you're helping yeah. at least the people that you can reach nowadays yeah. to uh make them see how much they're worth and yeah like so that's how you inspire those kids. But I'm wondering, how do you keep yourself inspired? So those are how I inspire them. And like, man, if you could take that and sum it up in how I'm inspiring myself, it's something similar. Like, I mean, we look at every day and we say like, okay, well, I, I love my family and I love what I'm doing or I love my wife and I love my kids and I wake up in the morning to see them. But at the same time, like you got to take care of yourself before you're ever going to be able to take care of them. Absolutely. So you can't ever take care of, like that's the mentality of a lot of people have. I live to please my wife or I live to please my family, which would be like my wife, my kids, my dad, my dad, my mom, my brothers, my siblings, whatever it is. We can't look at life and say, we're going to please only them. And we're going to please, we wake up in the morning to please them. And if say it's not that we don't wake up in the morning to please anybody. We wake up in the morning to say, strive to meet our goal mm-hmm. of, I want to sell this many things. Like say you're a car salesman. I want to sell this many cars, this many, cause I crave money and I just want to be a success. Mm-hmm. that can't be what gets us up in the morning because it, when that runs out or when that doesn't happen, like say we don't please the person we're trying to please or say we don't get the money that we're trying to get or the physical results, that can't be – like once that runs out, we're left hanging and then we feel meaningless, we feel worthless and then we feel this despair falling upon us and then we're lost. We're mm-hmm. completely lost on what's going on. We're completely lost on 
you know, what our meaning is in life. And that's where we see, I see at least a lot of people going through these like midlife crises is they see stuff like that. It's because their priorities were set on the wrong things. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the things that motivates me every morning, and I mean, man, I've got two strong motivators. So you take them for what it is. One of them is uh, just kind of my faith where I align myself up is I want every day when I walk away, when I walk away from what I did that day, I want to say that I did everything I could to please God. You know, the mm-hmm. thing I want to walk away from is saying I did everything I possibly could. Uh, I worked my butt off and I did it unto God. I worked my butt off in the gym. I worked my butt off at work. I worked it off at school. I worked it off in how I showed affection to my family. Like I'm giving it all every day and that's how I'm pleasing my God. Mm-hmm. You know, but let's take it completely out of that. Let's say like you're not a believer, which majority of the world isn't let's take it that's true you know take that completely out of context okay or out of the conversation now the thing that's got to wake you up and say i'm gonna do it is to see yourself kind of become something more than what you've expected because so many times we see our uh statistics say okay well i didn't grow up without a dad so i'm supposed to fall under these categories and things like that and so now i have to lean on these things or i'm trying to please these things um certain things we have to look at it and say, I'm going to change the statistic. I'm going to kind of change my mentality of how I'm going to work things. I'm going to go out and give it my best every day because I I need to see a change in something else. You know what I mean? It's mm-hmm. one of those things. So my self-motivator for myself is there's a statistic that lied upon me of I'm going to be this way because of what I grew up with, what nature intended me or nurture intended me to grow up with. Mm-hmm. And I have to then abide by those. No, that's totally wrong thinking. Because of my stance is where I'm at. That is not a good thinking. Because of your stance, maybe where you're at, but it's not where you're gonna be. Mm-hmm. You know. So every morning, wake up and say, you know what? I'm gonna start pushing myself to do better. I'm gonna start pushing myself to do more. I'm gonna start pushing myself to see more happen. And you'll start seeing it. A hundred times we see throughout history, the men that work the hardest, and when I say men, I mean men or women, men, but whatever, but it's when you work the hardest, you start seeing results. You're gonna fall 80% of the time. Look at bodybuilders. Look mm-hmm. at you know. Look Absolutely. at look at athletes. See how many times they fall and see how many times they get back up. The funny thing is, is people judge success based on where they're at. Mm-hmm. You're basing success, but the the one thing that nobody ever sees is you never see that athlete when he was first learning how to run and fell on the track 80 times. But then you see him win the marathon and you're. Uh, utterly amazed but you never saw him fall on the track a hundred times mm-hmm. and finally learn how to run right like do you know what i mean and so that's one of those things where you're waking up every morning and no matter where your stance is you're gonna see yourself become better you're gonna you're fighting for yourself to be better you know what i mean mm-hmm. uh physically mentally emotionally i mean man if you want to start seeing an emotional difference in your life start waking up and start changing the things you know you start seeing you know you hate your job quit your job yeah like, if, if your job causes such emotional stress on your life believe me i understand where unemployment is i understand where it is at in the world i understand it's hard to find jobs wherever we're at but one of the things is there is always work for the people that are willing to bust their butts like if you're willing to be work more than the guy next to you you're uh you're gonna find work you know what i mean Mm -hmm. and if you want to see yourself start losing weight let's take losing weight for one if you want to start seeing yourself lose weight it's getting out there and working it's getting out there and start you know well, I, I, everyone in my family weighs over 300 pounds. You know, having that mentality isn't going to keep boosting you to go forward. Mm-hmm. Having the mentality that's saying, I'm going to stop 
where I'm at, if I'm weighing 250 and I don't want to weigh that 300, I want to get back down to a 170. Mm -hmm. There are people all over the world that do this and people believe that it's impossible. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Oh, I can't do this. All right. The statistics tell me I can't do it. Statistics tell me I'm never going to be able to do it. Statistics are such like a, or what they are. They're an ever changing number. Yeah. Like, do you know what I mean? Absolutely. But if you're not willing to help change that number, you're going to be another statistic. Mm -hmm. You're going to just be that next number. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of what motivates me every morning to wake up is I just don't want to fall into that next category of because of my circumstances or because of the cards I was dealt in life, mm -hmm. I'm going to blame that on the situation where I'm going to be at. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. And like, that's a big thing exactly with me and you growing up, especially in high school when we were trying to figure out what we wanted to do with our life. It's so many things of like where we grew up was based upon of what we would do in our life and yeah. how we grew up was based upon how we would do in our life. But really, everybody can just reach for the stars if they really, really want to. And that's right. such a motivator. A hundred percent. I don't, the people that have the mentality of I can't go somewhere because I grew up in this town. Let me explain to you something. Pueblo, Colorado is not on the map anywhere. <laughs> you, look at, you can't even find it on Google Maps. Like it's stupid. But this is the thing. I mean, I look at people like my brother, for instance. My brother grew up in Pueblo, Colorado, worked at Walmart for eight years. Mm -hmm. Eight years of you know working from four to two in the morning because he was going to school during the day. And now he's living in New York, man a surgeon, buying these ridiculous things. And I'm looking at him I'm like, why are you buying these? He goes, man, dude, you just got the money, like life success. And he's like looking at it and, he, and he's saying all these things and he's buying all these things. And it's like, man, he's like, I wanted to get out of Polo so badly when I was your age. Like, that was my one goal was to get out of my hometown. And I said, so you set that as your goal? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, well, you achieved it. Like, you moved all the way to New York. You're living a successful life. You're buying cars like ridiculous. You're buying everything you wanted ridiculously. Mm -hmm. And you're just having – you met your goal. Where you wanted to be at, you're there. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And so people need to not have the mentality of where I grew up or what cards I was dealt in life because the mentality that – some people are dealt shittier cards than others is a false mentality. Mm -hmm. I mean, everyone wants to say that they want to be like um, Dan Belzerian because he has it perfectly. He just perfectly. Believe me, Snapchat and Instagram have made up this this stupid lie that none of us have dealt bad. None of us are dealt bad cards in life. Like mm -hmm. you know what I mean? The, there is ridiculous ideas that we are not all dealt horrible hands. Now, they're all different. Something horrible to me is not horrible to you, but we all get them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. We all going to get a horrible card in life and that's not something we can change for C or really change. You know what I mm -hmm. mean? Once it's there, once it's been dealt, if you got, you got to move on from that point or deal with it. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So it's how you'll see it. Yeah. With the cards that we get dealt in our life, it was something you said earlier, but it was kind of cool because it was the first quote that I said here from the philosopher. Oh yeah. It's not about how many times you get hit. It's about how many times you get up after you get hit. Exactly. Yeah. It's, it's a hundred percent that, you know what I mean? Uh, one of the biggest things you see in a youth pastor's like life is that everyone wants and i mean man you take it for what it is youth pastor pastor in general when you fall into that term you're basically falling under a civil servant you're there to help people like mm -hmm. you're not there to do anything else but to help people mm -hmm. and when you hear people complain and be angry and be happy also but like you know when they're going through their tough times and it's because of a card they're adult in life I mean, realistically, faith or not, you got to look at it and say, how am I going to deal with this? How are we going to move on? Mm -hmm. Not be upset about it. And it, that, it, it's so much easier than said because when we're all dealt things in life, it's uh, it's how we deal with them. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. And so it's very interesting kind of 
how people how you see people deal with them too mm-hmm. absolutely so that is a fantastic way to keep inspired and in how you inspire people i really appreciate you sharing with that and it was so so many great points you made in that one thing yeah it was amazing so that was pretty much all I Thank told you. you to get a pe- prepared for. Oh, gosh. Now it's for the things that you're not prepared oh, for. Gosh. Are you ready now, for this? Now here's where all the listeners turn off and they're like, oh my gosh, what did you just start saying? <laughs> Amazing. It's going to be so much fun. Uh, so one thing that people often forget to do is to see the good in their own lives and see the good that they've done in their lives. So I want you to look back in your recent timeline and think about three great things that you've done. Three things that you can honestly say, man, that was so good, and I'm so glad that it happened to me or that I did it. So, can you do that for me? Yeah. Absolutely. All right. Now, what's number one? So, first one off the bat, man, uh, late, earlier this, well, no, in 2019, November-ish, uh, I was just sold my brand, I, I rebuilt a dirt bike all the way from scrap. I mean, man, you got, if I could picture this in anyone's head, it was a frame. Uh-huh. It was literally a piece of metal. <laughs> and I built this thing all the way up to uh, a actual dirt bike that was customized to the heck out i had amazing you know it was so customized to my liking but it also had aftermarket shocks you know like for all the gearheads that are listening i mean man this thing was tricked out to the max and uh and i had and i you know i looked at it and i said you know i love this thing but i want to start the next project i want to move on to something else because at this point there's not a whole lot i can do left to it um and so i ended up putting a bid on it now money and all that aside i was probably somewhere in the ballpark of twenty two hundred dollars in debt to this bike Mm -hmm. i needed to somewhere make around that and and more because then i would have to pay for my own time all the time i invested into it so i put it on the market for about three grand and that was way higher than any bike that it was a 2008 so that's way higher for anyone that doesn't know that's way higher than a bike that old should go Mm -hmm. um but I put it on the market for three grand and it sat on the market for about three months. And then I got a message and I ended up selling it in a town here. And now that's not the point. Selling it was just the story. And I ended up getting the three grand. Well, I ended up going to a retreat for the youth pastors. And at this retreat area, we got to ski, shoot guns, do all these cool things, activities. Mm-hmm. Well, I met an intern there and he was like, man, he was telling me and he took me out to this really cool spot where we got to shoot archery, like we got to do, and we were, he wasn't even supposed to do this. Like this was something he probably would have gotten in trouble for mm-hmm. doing. And as we're sitting there, I'm just talking to him and I'm like asking about his life, where he's from, different things like that. And I was like, well, what's after this internship? And he goes, well, I don't know if I can go home. And I said, well, when's it over? He goes, in about two weeks. And I said, okay, well, what's your plan? And he goes, I really don't have one. And I said, well, I was like, talk to me. And so he's got these extreme medical bills. And I was like, oh my goodness. And uh, so he's got these medical bills. And on top of that, he doesn't have the money to go home and he's met, his parents don't have the money to give to him to bring him home. And I was like, okay, man, what are we talking here? And he was like, well, I've paid off with all the money I worked on my internship. I paid off all my medical bills up until about 300 left over. And I was like, so you got $300 in medical bills? And he goes, yeah. And I was like, okay. And I was like, what does it cost you to get home? And he goes, probably like 50 bucks in gas. And I was like, okay. And I was like, oh, okay, I'm just, I'm just curious. And he goes, oh yeah, you know, like this is what I'm looking at. And he goes, you know, I, I'm hoping that I can sell something, make some money somewhere. And as I'm walking away, I accidentally ran into his boss, and his boss is a really good friend of mine. I've known him for years. And I looked at him, and I, I went, I said, hey, come walk to me to my truck. And so we walked over to my truck, and I looked in my glove box, and I saw the three grand I just sold my bike for. Mm-hmm. And I looked in it, and I dipped out five hundred dollars, and I handed him all five hundred bucks. And his boss is looking at me, and he goes, what's this for? And I go. 
your intern who has worked for you this whole time has had extreme medical bills, has had all this stuff, and I don't want him to know where this money come from. I don't want him to know anything about it. But I'm telling you this, this is $300. I want the $300 to go and pay off the rest of his medical bills, and then I want the extra $200 to do two things. I want you to send him home, make sure he gets home to his family so that way he can be safe. And then the second thing is, I want the rest of it to go and take his family out to wherever they want to eat. And he goes, well, he's got like brothers, sisters, and I was like, hey, I, I don't care where it's at, you take them all. Make sure they all go out to eat when he gets back into town. Like, mm-hmm. I want that to happen. And he goes, okay. And, and so, and I was like, you know, and I, one of those things, when you give out money, it's one of those things where you're like, man, I don't even know where that, if that is, that's going to actually happen, what I wanted, what I put in motion happened. Mm-hmm. About a month later, that same buddy of mine hits me up about his intern. And he goes, hey, I want you to know what happened. And I was like, okay, what actually happened? And here I am thinking I'm about to get a, something bad happened or something like that. And all I get back is a picture and it's all, it's this intern surrounded by his dad and his mom and all his siblings. And they're all at Applebee's eating dinner. And he goes, I want you to know, you not only paid off his medical bills, you paid for him to get home. You paid for his whole family, but now he's looking at coming back and being an intern another year. And I'm like, man, that I, I don't care what it was, but that was one of those divine things where I had the ability to change someone's life and I was able to do it. You know what I mean? That's I don't, awesome. I don't need the money. Yeah. I didn't need the money. Like, do you know what I mean? It, it, a lot of people look at that and say, oh, you just blew $500 on nobody and you're not getting anything out of it. I don't need the money. Yeah. Money doesn't, money will buy so much things for me that I don't need. We spend money on stupid things every day mm-hmm. and I am the worst about it. I buy stupid things all the time. And one time where I was actually able to use my money to change someone's life, I think it was worth it. And that was one. That's something I look back on, and that's one of the greatest thing. Like, not it means a lot to me that I was able to do something like that. You know, I don't. Mm-hmm. A lot of people look at it differently, but that's one of them. That's a great thing right there. That's one. What's number two? <laughs> number two, uh, and it, it didn't last for very long, but it still meant a lot to me when it, it happened. Uh-huh. Uh, I remember when we graduated high school, he's actually a, a friend of both of ours. His name's Scott. Mm-hmm. Uh, and we went through high school with him and we were all close. Uh, but when we graduated high school, I remember sitting in Scott's living room and I, all I was hearing was the yelling of his parents and Scott are all yelling in a room about uh, college and money and working and all this stuff. And his parents are yelling at the gist of it is parents are yelling at him to get a job and go to school. And that was like his mentality. And our, if, Scott really didn't know what he wanted to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, he didn't know if he wanted to go work right away. He didn't know if he wanted to go to school. Mm-hmm. He didn't. He hates school. And so I was like, you know, I don't know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. And uh, I remember I looked at him. I said, hey, listen, just let me take you through it. And I already been in school for uh, – I, I basically did all my own schooling, like figuring it out. I mean, man, for you, those of you high school seniors, believe me, you're about to figure out what I'm talking about. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, so – we sat in his basement for like an entire day filling out fast, fulfilling out scholarships, all these different things. And we signed him up for classes. And, uh, and then the next, that day I made a phone call out to my, one of my buddies at Parkview. And I was like, Hey, listen, I know that they're hiring for some photographers and I know they're hiring for this and that. I said, listen, I got a friend who, who needs a job. Can you get him something? And he was like, yeah, yeah. Like, let me give you a call back in about 30 minutes. And I said, okay. So 30 minutes later, my friend gives me a call back and he said, hey, listen, if he can send us some test photos, he's got it. Immediately, we emailed over some test photos and immediately they called us back. They said, hey, listen, you're starting Monday. Here's what you're getting paid. Here's how many hours you're going to work. And immediately I, I 
remember watching as my friend, my, my best friend, his entire life changing. Mm -hmm. I, he was going to go to school and he never thought he was going to go to school. I remember well, he's never had a job in his life and he got his first job. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? And he was 18 years old. I've had a job since I was 16. I always thought it was crazy. But anyway, <laughs> uh, don't let me tell you about when the first age I got my job. I know, <laughs> but, uh, I'm watching my whole, my friend's whole life change. And I'm just, I, and granted it was, it was, I put this all on him and I said, Hey, listen, I did all the hard work. But now here's the harder work. You got to keep it going. You got to go to work every day. You got to go to school every day. You got to get good grades. And I said, now it's on you. And lack for better reason, it didn't end up well in the school side. But work, he had worked there for almost two years. And then he found another job where he started getting paid more. But uh, it was still one of those moments where it was like, man, I was able to help influence my friend's life. Who, Where he was looking at it and he was saying, man, I want to sit in my parents' basement for the next two years, yeah. five years. I, I was like, man, it, go to school get a job, do something rather than sit in mom and dad's basement for the next two years. Mm -hmm. Like, you know what I mean? And so that was something I valued to myself is I was like, man, dude, I, I was able to change my friend's life. You know, somebody mm -hmm. that's always been there for me, I was able to help and influence his life and help kind of change it. You know mm -hmm. I mean? For the better. I mean, honestly, me and him talk about all the time where life would have been at for both of us if we never were in each other's lives. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that's kind of my second one, if I were to put it down. Yeah, I remember that struggle he was having uh, in high school, like in oh high school and a gosh. little bit afterwards. And I've never heard that story before. And that's so cool to like, hear was, that. It was such a weird time because it was like, I mean, I was about to start school. I didn't even know if I was coming back to Pueblo. I was like, man, dude, I don't know what's going on. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, man, dude, let's get you. If the last thing I do for you is get you signed up for classes and get you a job, let's do it, man, because you need something and I know how hard it is to get started in the work industry and how hard it is to get started with college. Mm -hmm. I mean, man, screw yeah. fast, <laughs> screw fast, screw scholarships. Uh, I'm not, it's I'm so, so hard. Happy it's I'm so not hard. 18 I'm anymore. So sorry for you high school seniors coming I'm up so and during a pandemic. Nonetheless, I'm so happy. I'm not so 18. That's, <laughs> so that's two. What's the last one? What's number three? So number three is kind of like combined into a, uh, like my own kind of self proud of myself for lack of a better term mm -hmm. uh proud of myself that i had the courage to walk away from like uh this kind of situation but then i also came back so i'll, I'll explain it all uh one of my good friends uh his, his name is brandon he was he likes to party and drink way too much mm -hmm. uh as as 21 year old 22 year olds do he drinks way too much, and uh, I remember one night, I I just went to the gym, I went to work, and then that was the end of it, and I went to bed, I went and crashed early because I had work the next morning at like 8 a.m., and so I was like, you know, I just want to sleep. Well, here I am asleep, and I get, I hear my phone going off at 4 a.m., and I'm like, oh my gosh, what is it? Mm -hmm. I look over, and it's Brandon, and I'm like, all right, well, let's see what's going on. He wouldn't call me at 4 a.m., let's like see what's, what's he calling about. He wouldn't call me at 4 a.m. for no reason. And all he is is he's drunk on the phone saying, I threw up in this yard, I threw up on my car, and my car has two flat tires. And I'm like, what's going on? And he was like, I, I don't know, I just want to go home, and I'm scared. And immediately I was like, okay, I'm on my way. And, he, and immediately in that instance, I remember I didn't get change. I remember I didn't change. I remember I grabbed my tennis shoes, my wallet, my keys, my phone, and that was about it. I didn't even have my contacts in. And I'm a horrible driver without my contacts. <laughs> I couldn't find my glasses. I, I just bolted out the door. Mm -hmm. And I immediately headed to the where I knew he was at. And I immediately, like, parked outside. And I walk up, and it was uh, 
I'm looking at him and he's like just slumped over his car. It's a dead like street. Nobody's out. I'm like, where? How'd you get here? And he's like, I took this girl home. Blah blah blah. Like I don't know what happened. And I'm like, okay, forget this. And then uh, I'm like, get in the car. And he gets in the car and I immediately just take him home. And uh, he's like, I'm like, give me your keys. And he's like, why? And I'm just, uh, just give me your keys. And he's like, okay. So he gives me his keys. I immediately drive back to where I knew his car was at. I jacked his car up. I replaced all the tires. I took one tire off, went home, fixed the hole that was in it because I had the tools at my, ha- my house to fix it. Fixed it all up, put the tires back on, filled them up with air, drove it around for a little bit, made sure they would actually stay for a little bit. And, mm-hmm. and uh, he was, and it, I was like, okay, this can be solid. And so then I drove his car all the way back to where he, he lived, left it there, and then I went inside and I gave him his keys back. And all I said was, hey, man, listen, your car's out front. The tires are fixed. I'd probably replace the tires, but they're good enough for a while. Mm-hmm. And I'm going home. And, and I was like, are you okay? And he said, yeah, I'm good. And I remember I left the keys and I left. And I ended up getting – I probably walked like a mile. And I, then I called one of my friends who was awake. And I was like, hey, listen, I know you're – I got a weird story to tell you. I just need a ride. So he takes me back to my truck, get the truck, go back home. Right as I got home, it's like 730. And I'm like, fuck i I gotta go to work i'm like all right time to go to work uh all right let's get ready and so i started getting changed go to work but it was like one of those things where it was like man dude would he have done the same for me probably not yeah 100 percent, probably not would have done the same for me but at the end of the day i've always had that mentality it's like man you get one opportunity in life to have the people that you love Mm -hmm. and if these are going to be it i'm going to do everything in my power to be there for them you know what i mean i've i've a hundred percent given every i'd give everything i'd give my shirt off my back for my friends if it came to it you know what Mm -hmm. i mean and so that was kind of my third thing is i was just like man in that instance i had the very well option to hang up the phone and say i'm going home like or i'm going back to bed i gotta be at work in three hours you know what i mean stuff Mm -hmm. like that and i was like you know what hey i'll be there you know and that's something we're missing today Mm -hmm. it's not a lot of people are willing to be like hey i'm there or they hold grudges against each other like because you wronged me because you spit on my tire 30 years ago. I'm not willing to come and help you now. Mm-hmm. And it's like, man, let it go. If let I got to be go. the first one to tell you, let it go. Mm-hmm. No one cares anymore, whatever you're upset about. Mm-hmm. And you shouldn't care. You're, yeah. You're, and so that's kind of it. That would be my third one, man. Absolutely. Those are three amazing things. And I'm so glad you shared them with me. Yeah. So we're moving on along in this podcast we're nearing the end and so i i always try to get something out of this for myself as long as the listeners so i want if there is a message that you could give to everybody around the world what would it be man a message i could give to everyone else is and it kind of ties into what motivates me i guess is statistics will tell you one thing statistics will tell you 50 percent of marriages and divorce uh statistics will tell you 70 percent of homes don't have a dad in them. Uh, statistics will tell you all sorts of things like that. Statistics will tell you because you grew up in this neighborhood, the odds of you ever going to college are zero, like 5%. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. There's all sorts of statistics that are going to lie on you. Because you did this, you're going to end up here. And, you know, we live in a society where we're basing everything off of statistics. We're basing COVID off of statistics. And then we're skewing the statistics anyway or mm-hmm. things like that. You know what I mean? We're, we want to make decisions about our society and culture based on things that are forever changing and are not only being changed, but being skewed. Mm -hmm. So if we're going to base things 
off of that that are being changed and being skewed why should they have any permanence in our life to help uh to motivate us or to tell us what's going to happen to us Mm -hmm. and so my challenge to people is to stop caring about what the world says and start caring about what you see yourself as Mm -hmm. Uh, put more self-investment into yourself because ultimately you're way worth it than any piece of gold you find anything else and it if society can't see you as that Mm -hmm. find the ones that do see you as that and find you and see yourself as that Mm -hmm. and not only uh, find the people that see you like that but start seeing other people like that start putting more of a worth into people and start caring about more people is overall we have to be a culture and i and and this is wherever you're living at man i don't care if you're living in the the u.s like me and brett or if you're living in germany japan south korea start caring for someone else more than just yourself Mm -hmm. and now that's kind of my thing man absolutely that is so good and i'm I'm okay i'm kind of greedy so i i would like you to give me personally one piece of advice what would you give me personally man uh this is my advice to you is because i've seen how hardworking you can be and how quick you are to notice things is always be the person that so if i can whether this is at your job whether this is at your where school wherever it's at man be the person that people can rely on so Mm -hmm. at your job man wherever you're working at be the person your boss is coming to and saying brett i need i need man we're down a guy we're down two guys man dude we're backing up i need you here or at school man be the guy your professor's looking at man i can't figure this out i i need help here oh I can, I can help you teach maybe i stay behind for a little bit and i help you with this you know different things like that man you personally is to start and that's kind of tying in is just caring about other people but also be the person everyone wants to rely on you know what i mean mm-hmm. man start putting yourself out there and being like man i fine nobody wants to take that stupid shift that everyone hates because it's busy or there's not a lot of tips or something like that mm-hmm. be the person that's like yeah i'll take it mm-hmm. hey i'm there don't don't worry about it don't sweat it i already got it taken care of mm-hmm. you know what i mean uh and even if it's stuff that you don't know about, man, do it anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's how I, I'll be 100% honest and I pray my boss never listens to this. But that's 100% how I learned how to wire up things in electrical school. Was I was always the person that was like, hey, I'll do it. And he was like, you sure you know how to? And I'd say, yeah. And I, in my head, I'm like, I have no idea what I'm doing. <laughs> and I was like, and remember one time he told me, my boss told me, he was like, man, dude, if you don't know what you're doing, that could blow up. And I was like. Eh. it's okay it doesn't help that i'm colorblind too so like i've got everything working against (laughs) me and i'm still doing it man is is, but that'd be you man is just start being that person that's like i got it hey don't worry about it i'll take care of it so that's my ears man thank you thank you all right so that's basically done with the interviewing part of you now i need you to sit here and listen for just one second and it's going to make you kind of uncomfortable just letting you know it has a tendency to yes it's a part of the show where I get to compliment you because many people like are starved of compliments oh, nowadays. Dude, so but um, <laughs> I don't take compliments. I get uncomfortable. I know you do. I've cringy. known you for a while. <laughs> dude, ask anybody in my family. Ask any one of my friends. Mm-hmm. I get cringy mm-hmm. when I hear compliments about myself because mm-hmm. I like in my head I'm like that's a lie. That is such a lie. Yeah. But anyway, go ahead. So go ahead. I'm gonna compliment you just because I feel like every single one of my guests deserves a compliment for coming on this show. So. I've known you for like seven years now at this point. And ever since that one day, freshman year, when you said, hey, 
You, tall dude, come sit at my lunch table. (laughs) You have always been there for me. (laughs) Oh my gosh, dude. You have always been there for me. You've always been so generous. You've always been the best of friends, and you've always given me the best of advice. And I'm so thankful for you being in my life. And you've helped me in ways that you will probably, you never know, and you probably never will. Like, even when I was away from this town for three years and not in contact with everybody else, like thinking of you and Scott and everybody like that, going out there and living their best life and knowing that they're going to be home to support me when I come back, got me through so many hard times in life. And I just thank you so much for always being there for me. Remember that time I drove us home drunk? Oh, my God. (laughs) Remember that time when you kept on driving to school because you were too lazy to defrost your window so you drove with your head out the window? Oh, man. (laughs) Sorry, the whole time you were complimenting me, I appreciate it, and I love what you're saying. But the entire time I'm thinking about it, I was like, oh, my God, I I drove this dude drunk, home drunk one time. (laughs) I did it one time, people. Let Let me be completely real with you. Don't throw everything I said out the window. I did it one time. But I did actually do it. I was just like, you know, I don't, I don't want to, I'm going to take my truck. And he asked me for a ride and I was like, yeah, let's go. Let's go for a ride. And this was like the first, no, this is probably the third time I had ever been drunk in my life. And I was just like, you know what? This sounds like a great idea. And I was like, you know, I could totally drink and drive. I was like, who says you can't do that? And I was like, this, this is a good idea. But, uh, yeah, man. For sure. Thank you. I appreciate that. Uh, don't drink and drive, kids. Don't drink and but drive. But we're both here to live to tell the tale. So, yeah, I hey, mean, take that with a grain of salt. I didn't die. Anyway. Uh, but, man, thank you. I appreciate that. I, Man, I always tried to be the tried to be that in high school. I tried to always be there for people. And I always tried to not let anything, any drama that was going on affect me. Because you go through high school and there's drama everywhere. And, man, it, it, I'm complimenting you in this. But it's also, like, kind of a... For those of you guys that are out of high school and for those of you guys that realize what leaving high school meant, you didn't have to be friends with everyone mm-hmm. after high school. You didn't have to fake being their friend. And everyone that's 19 to like 25 knows what I'm talking about right now. Yep. Maybe the 30-year-olds are for, don't know what I'm talking about. But like when you left, you didn't have to be friends. And it was one of those things where like every time Brett was in town, I was like – I made a point to me and my buddy Scott. I was like, we got to go hang out with him. Like I want him to come. I remember you came back when we played D&D mm-hmm. that one time uh, – at uh jake's house yeah and i remember i was like man dude i just want to hang out with brett like the dude's out there living the life he's seeing the world but i was like man dude i always want him back in town i was like and now that you're 21 i was like dude scott we gotta go get a beer with him like we gotta go get a beer with brett like uh and especially because you don't know all the places in town to go get beers it's true (laughs) uh, or all like the nightclubs and stuff like that to go to man there's a lot of fun to do but that was like always something i always wanted to do was man when he's back in town i want to hang out with him because same with you, man. Throughout high school, like you were always the guy that I could talk to about things, and it would be a cool conversation. It was never something where I felt like I was awkward or had to be awkward in. Mm-hmm. It was somebody I could always talk to. You know what I mean? Uh, and there, we both know there was a lot of people we couldn't talk to in high school. Otherwise, it was the whole school knew. Too true. Too so, true. So, yeah. But, yeah, man, thank you. I appreciate it. I appreciate you letting me come on your thing, man. This is 100% your thing, and I'm loving it, man. I love what you're doing. It's Absolutely. amazing. Thank you so much. I appreciate that. So, we've reached the end of the podcast, and now I'm going to give you a little bit of time to just plug whatever you'd like. If people, if you want to get people to follow you, or if you want to get people to start following something you're following, go ahead and let them know. Don't find me on Pornhub. Oh, my lord. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 
No, uh, <laughs> reality is, uh, if you guys want to go and give me a follow, uh, my Instagram name is Will1063, no caps, no nothing else. Uh, so go give me a follow on there. Also, guys, if you want to just show some love and some cred, uh, the youth group I met, uh, mentor, Mandy, uh, it's uh, Mosaic Youth, uh, all lowercase, M-O-S-A-I-C-K. Uh, please go give it a follow, guys. It's honestly, teenagers are hard enough. So trying to talk to him about anything else besides themselves is, is, and I, is hard enough. So I appreciate the love if you guys could go give it. Absolutely. Definitely. Well, well, thank you so much for being my guest on this podcast. It's been a true joy to have you on here and to sit down and talk with you for a little while. For sure. For sure, man. Thank you. Thank mm -hmm. you, guys. You guys have a great day. Absolutely. Thank you guys so much for listening, and we'll catch you next week with another guest on Scraps of Inspiration. Peace out, guys, and remember... There is always light from the world. You just need to find it sometimes. All right. Bye-bye.